We're your hosts, Alexa and Melissa. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everybody. Happy March. Woohoo! We are getting excited for warmer weather. We don't know where you are listening from, but here in Indiana, we are itching for some sunshine and some rays. Can I get a witness? We are thankful that you are listening today to our podcast. And just a friendly reminder that if you haven't started following us on social media, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Midwest Mamas. We would love it if you could follow us over there. And that's where we post when we have new episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast and rate and review us. That really helps get out these amazing conversations. We feel so blessed that we get to interview people and that we get to share and we just want to be able to share it with as many people as possible. So we need your help. Today on the show, we had the opportunity to interview Erin Port. She is all about living simple and just a fun gal that we got to talk to and just has some great and easy tips just to live a more simple life and to enjoy it. So thank you for listening and enjoy this conversation. Hello, listeners. We are so excited for you to join us today. We have the opportunity to be here with Erin Port. Can you say hi, Erin? Hello, everyone. So excited to be with you guys today. Yay! We are so happy to have you on our show. For our listeners who aren't familiar with you yet, Erin, can you give us a brief background of you and your life and just a little um, brief background? Of course. Yep. So I've been married to my husband, Scott, for 13 years, and I'm a mom to four, both biological and adopted kiddos. I have three biological kids and one adopted kiddo. So I'm a huge advocate of adoption. Um, My background is in education. um, I have my master's in educational leadership. I actually thought I wanted to be a principal, um, but my my path kind of changed a little bit over the course of time and ended up starting my own business. But our family loves to travel find simple adventure every single day and have a good dance party in the evening. So that's just a little (laughs) bit about me. And we live in central Iowa. Awesome. And so um, can you tell us, so what shifted from you wanting to do education and being a principal to being at home and starting your own business? Yeah. So I love education. Of course, I love the opportunity to teach kids and watch them learn and that light bulb moment where they just get things. Uh, I had a real passion for leadership and helping education move forward. However, the reality was having small kiddos and my husband also working full time as an engineer and needing to travel, the constant battle of like, who's going to stay home and writing sub plans and all of those sorts of things. And then that coupled with being a principal, most of your time is spent after hours. Mm -hmm. And I kind of went that route and realized there was a lot of nights where I was kissing my son goodnight after he was in bed. And I thought, I can do this later. My kids will never be small again. And I just decided to kind of do a little flip and do this for now. And then who knows what the future holds. But uh, I haven't regretted it. So yeah. That's awesome. And so, and that's funny you mentioned subplants because Alexa and I, we were together earlier today and we were just talking about like, oh, we have to write subplants. Like my, um, just cause I'm going to be out later this weekend. I was like, and I have to write subplants and that's yeah. just annoying. Like, it's just like, it's you know, a lot like, of work to be gone. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you're all about living a simple and purposeful life, which everyone could benefit from. I know I'm always looking for ways to 
make meals simpler and just everything. So what are just some short and long-term things that people could do to simplify their life? So let's just dive into this. Okay. So a short-term thing I would say is you're probably, there's probably a cabinet in your house that you've been stuffing clothes, right? So the other day I was unloading the dishwasher. If you follow me on social media, I was unloading the dishwasher and suddenly I just had one many two one too many Tupperware containers and my cabinet wouldn't close and I was spending time shoving things into the cabinet and I realized I'm spending this time managing all this clutter when really I could just simplify and pare down. I don't have to get rid of everything, but I don't need all that excess. So just take five minutes and clear the clutter. And so I set a five minute timer and I got it done. And I think what happens is so often we're so busy in our lives. We have so much going on that we think we don't have the time So I love the little simple trick of just setting a timer and tackling one simple project today that you'll thank yourself for tomorrow. Because what happens is we have all of this stuff we want to do. We get so overwhelmed and we do nothing. And I just tell people, do something that you'll thank yourself for tomorrow. And then (laughs) on a long-term thing, uh, as a teacher, you'll, you'll relate to this, to ask yourself why. Why are you feeling overwhelmed? Why are you feeling flustered? Why do you feel like your your life is out of control or you feel overwhelmed? Um, I think so often, like I said, it's moving so fast that we don't even ask ourselves why. My son came home this winter and he's always played baseball in the past. And he's like, mom, I don't want to play baseball anymore. And I was like, you have to play baseball. Why wouldn't, why don't you want to play baseball anymore? It's like, mom, I just, I don't love it. And I felt this compulsion for him to play because that's what everybody else does. And then I yeah. stepped back and I asked myself, why? Why do I want him to play? Why do I feel that need? And I, when I realized that and internalized that, I was able to say, you know what? He's right. He doesn't have to play baseball. It's okay. Um, yeah. But if we, So that's kind of another thing. I, I'm a huge proponent of just saying why and reflecting back uh, and thinking about your life from that standpoint. I like that. You too. And I like and the it, idea of just like setting a timer. And that I feel like someone somewhere said something about like, if you can do it in a minute, you should just do it. And it's like, so many times I like look at like a pair of jeans on the floor and I'll just walk by. But then I think "Ah, that will literally take 10 seconds to put it away, you know, like, cause then just doing those little times here and there really can make a difference. So you're not overwhelmed. (laughs) That's exactly right. A little bit every day, a little by little progress really does add up over time. So that does. And so you yeah. have so many great ideas on your website, simplepurposefulliving.com. Um, and you have some different items people can purchase from like gratitude journals to meal planner accessories. So what inspired you to create these products and what's your hope for someone who um, is reaching out and purchasing these things? Yes. Well, I didn't want to just preach it and not provide a practical tool. I wanted to be able to really meet people where they are and provide something that would really help them simplify their lives, bring purpose to their lives. I've seen firsthand in different seasons of my life where they might be more difficult, where gratitude really did change everything. It really helped me improve my attitude. And then obviously we all have to eat. That's just a part of our lives. We have to feed our families. But if we spend a little time planning up front that that stress of what's for dinner at four o'clock isn't so stressful anymore because we say, okay, we have everything planned. Everything's in the, we've gone shopping, everything's in the fridge and I can serve my family a meal and we can enjoy that time together with less stress. And so that's really 
why I made the products. I really envisioned them to help. I got an email this week from a family that just got a recent cancer diagnosis and they needed a place to record the food that they were eating. I had no idea when I set out that that would be something that would help somebody, but that really motivates me to provide tools for people in all walks of life, going through all different seasons of life um, to just simplify their lives on purpose. Yeah. Yes. And talking about meals because that's something I feel like the weeks I do it where on Sunday we like look through meals and like plan it out then it does just go so much smoother because by the time we get home because my husband and I both work like I feel like we're like oh what should we have like and it's usually me you know because I get home first and so it makes sense to do it it's just like being purposeful and doing it you know (laughs) and so Let's talk just more, a little more about that meal prep. So what are just some of your tips or just some easy meals that you prep for your family that you love? And like when you prep them, are you preparing them all on Sunday or is it like you're, you just have the recipes ready to make them then on Tuesday or whatever day it is? Yeah. So I do all my grocery shopping generally on Saturday or Sunday. My husband's home, so I usually either take one kid or go by myself, and I'll grab all the... I meal plan first, and when I'm meal planning, I don't do it all on my own. I think that's a misconception. People think like it all falls on my shoulders. Now, granted, if your kids are super tiny and don't have an opinion, you might do more of it, but as my kids have gotten older, I have 10, 8, 4, and 2, even the 4-year-old has some opinions on what she wants for dinner, and so so I'll say, hey... I have four kids and a husband and I meal plan five meals a week. That works pretty well for our family. We generally eat out one night. We have a Sunday snack tray supper where we clean out the fridge and eat all the leftovers. And then we generally eat out one night, right? So five meals pretty well for us. And so really, if I ask each one of them what they want for dinner, I almost have five meals right off the bat. Now, I get this question all the time, like, oh, what if they request macaroni and cheese? Yeah. you can, you can, I mean, last week I made shells and cheese and I had a side salad and I had some fruit to go with it. And guess what? They all ate it. And then right. the next night when I picked what we were going to have for dinner and they kind of, your request, now it's my request and you need to try it. And so it kind of helps them even with those picky eaters buy in. And so that's kind of how I meal plan. I ask everybody, then I make my grocery list, go to the store The only thing I really meal prep is um, fruit and vegetables. I try to wash all my fruit and all my vegetables and have them in my fridge. And I tell you why. It's because I eat way more if it's prepped and ready to go. I eat Mm -hmm. not as good if it's not prepped because I'll just pick the candy bar because it's easier to unwrap than washing the fruit, you know, that takes five minutes or whatever. So, um, and then that helps me with packing lunches. So I just take some time and wash that all up on the weekend, put it back in the fridge and we're ready to go. And then I also have a snack basket that I put snacks in. Um, and that's not really a meal, but it's really nice. Like I put all the snacks I'm okay with my kids eating throughout the week. And it's at their level in the pantry. Whatever that, you know, they can pick one every day after school. And I don't have to think about it. They take care of it themselves. I'm all about the more that you can, you guys get this as a teacher, the more that you can empower them to be independent in their choices. And yes. frees up time for you. So those sorts of things. So that's kind of how I meal prep for our family. We keep breakfast super simple. I give them about four options, bagels, cereal, toast, uh, oatmeal, that kind of stuff. And they are able to make that choice in the morning. Yeah. 
And so do you have, um, like, as far as dinner, like, what's maybe, like, if you, for some reason, didn't meal prep or what, you know, like, do you have, like, a quick, easy-go meal that is a family favorite? Yeah, so tacos are always a favorite for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so I We have some sort of Mexican food every single week. <laughs> and then yeah. I always keep a couple things in my pantry. So I always have a box of macaroni and cheese in my pantry. I have stuff to make grilled cheese in the fridge. And then I'll usually have some sort of freezer meal in the freezer. Like maybe it's some meatballs to throw some marinara and spaghetti sauce together to make a really simple spaghetti and meatballs. I buy the pre-made meatballs. So it's super fast. I think Uh, that's the misconception that everybody's making these gourmet homemade meals every night. And I'm all about halfway homemade. That's kind of what I coined it as. (laughs) Can you buy some like halfway made things and put it together halfway homemade and you have yourself a meal because if it's too complicated you're not going to do it and that's the thing I always tell people like if if you you know it's up to you and everybody has different dietary needs and ideas of what healthy is but for us I figure eating at home is way healthier than eating out no matter what you're eating at home you know so so for us we just kind of do a good balance of things but yes tacos are my kids, I mean, they would eat tacos every single night of the week or fajitas or street tacos or burrito bowls or, you know, you can make that kind of stuff a lot of different yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. And one of my New Year's resolutions has just been planning, like being a planner. And I feel like I've done a good job at it, but I, I feel like, you know, when you have plan, when you plan your meals ahead of time, like over the weekend for the whole week and you prep them and everything, it just makes your week go so much smoother and you have more time to spend with your family instead of stressing about, Oh, what are we having for dinner? Or we don't have time for this. We don't have time for that. And it's, I totally get where you're coming from and it just, it just makes life a lot easier. Yes. Yeah. And the great thing about, and then this is a shameless plug for the planner, the meal planner, but once you start to use it, you can flip back to things you've already made. And because that's one of the biggest hiccups people have is like, oh, I don't know what to make my family. Well, you can flip back yeah. over the yeah. last weeks and say, oh, I haven't had this in a while or we should have this in our, you know, and so that's yeah. kind of nice. You can kind of see what you, your family likes. And I say you, it doesn't, you don't have to have a new recipe every single night of the week. I think that's unfeasible for most people, especially yeah. in our stage of life. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point because I feel like we'll just pull out a couple recipes and then like we'll make them or whatever. But then like that's a good thought about how you could actually go back and be like, oh, yeah, we haven't had this dish in three weeks or, you know, yeah. We think we need way more variety. Our kids need way more variety. And I figure, you know, you could take like my one of my most requested meals on my website is that Italian chicken, green beans and potatoes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so versatile because you can do Italian chicken with the Italian seasoning, or you can change the whole meal with ranch seasoning, or you can change the meal with, instead of green beans, you put Brussels sprouts or whatever. And yeah. you're really not, it's the same meal in concept, but you're changing the flavors and it's easy to prepare because you know it by heart. So yeah, I love those kind of meals. Yes. So you uh, mentioned that um, you have adopted, so you have three biological children and then you have, um, you've just adopted. Can you share with us some of the details about the process and like what led you to that decision to grow your family that way and um, a little bit about your journey with adoption? Sure. Yeah. So our 
Quincy, our little boy, he will be three in May. So he's about two and a half. And in, um, I'm trying to think, in November of 2015, my nephew, we went to the airport to meet my nephew who came home from China. And we walked through that adoption. And when we were able to get to know my nephew and just really, um, you know, him to becoming a part of our family, we just felt this call, me more than my husband. My husband, we had three kids and we were done. I mean, biologically, you know, that's the thing I think a lot of people think with adoption is, it's a great idea if you struggle maybe with getting with, you know, infertility or whatever, the adoption. Yeah. A thing. Yeah. And that, that wasn't the case for us, actually. Like we had three biological kids. We were done. But then God really kind of changed our hearts when we saw this little boy who by no fault of his own was abandoned and um, had nobody to love him and care for him. And um, here we were in the United States with a home in room in our family and in our hearts to, to, to bring another child in. And so that's kind of where it started. But again, like my, I said, my husband was like, uh, no, we're done. So he thought yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's really common in adoption is people will say, well, I want to adopt, but my husband doesn't. And I always tell yeah. them the best advice I got was don't nag them because you need to be on the same page because as beautiful mm-hmm. as adoption is, it's really hard too. there's yeah. hard things and you don't want to coerce somebody into it. Because there'll be days where you just both need to know that you were on the same page. There was no guilt involved. And so over 18 months, Scott's heart changed. And then we started the process in um, August of 2017. And Quincy was born in May of 2017. So when he was about three months old. And um, we brought him home in June of 2019. So about just a little under 22 months the process. And, you know, that involved a home study and preparing a dossier, which is really just all the paperwork, every single Uh thing down to the financial and oh, every, they just, I mean, they knew me better than probably my best friend knew me at that point. And that's all sent to China. And then you're matched. (laughs) We were matched in February and traveled in June to get him. So lots and lots, we call it being paper pregnant. There's just a lot of paperwork, but um, Uh, it was, it's been a great experience. Quincy, um, you know, when they come home, they've been in an institution their whole life. So there's just a lot of things we take for granted with biological children that we've been working through, but he's a fast learner and we've bonded and he's just part of the gang these days and growing like a weed in all senses of the word. So, and he is just adorable. (laughs) Adorable. A cutie patootie. That's for sure. So how many times did you visit him before bringing him home we never visited him we only got two two photographs of him before we actually met him in real life which is kind of crazy that is yeah 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 and were you I mean I feel like I would be so nervous oh uh yeah never having met him but like he's yours yeah the fear let me just tell you I've never felt fear like I felt fear in the adoption journey. And I think that's one of the things that holds people back is it is scary. I mean, there's so many unknowns. You're trusting what it says on the paper. Um, You know, they handed us Quincy that day. And I mean, I felt like my heart was, I mean, I was like, I might pass out. This is so scary, you know, because it's this crazy moment where he walked around the corner. Well, his nanny was carrying him. He walked around the corner and they were basically like, here he is. And they hand him to you and you're like, oh my gosh. This is it. Like, okay, right. here we go, right? And he uh. actually was really sick when we got him, which was really scary. He had a high fever, 104 fever, and you're in a foreign country. 
Oh, and wow. so the first couple of days were just overwhelming, but, um, yeah. but he's doing so good now. That's good. And so when did you bring him home in 2019? So last June. So he's okay. rounding out eight, eight months home right now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, and so for someone who maybe is considering adoption, you know, but like you said, like it's such a big commitment and so many emotions, like what would you say to them? Like if they were just listening now and maybe it's been on their heart to adopt, but they're, you know, it's a lot of money and there's all these risks involved. Like, what would you say? I remember somebody, as far as the money's concerned, I remember somebody saying to me, don't let the money hold you back. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Like, you know, we ended up spending $45,000. We just tallied it up today for our tax appointment. And I look back and honestly, to this day, I told my husband, I said, I don't know how it happened. I literally, that it, it wouldn't add up based on our finances, but I really will say there was just so many coincidences, God moments where Scott got offered a new job, which meant he got a signing bonus. Somebody that, you know, was like, hey, we want to give you some money. I mean, it was crazy. Um, And so I'd say from that standpoint, don't let the money hold you back because I'll tell you what, walking into that orphanage, uh, it still brings tears to my eyes. There are just, on average, there's 80,000 orphans every at more orphans every year over in China alone and only 20,000 get adopted out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think the prognosis for those kids is not great. Um, yeah. you know, they're institutionalized and then when they age out, they go back on the street in China with no real formal education. Uh, the future is bleak for them. And so, uh, I'm a huge advocate just because I see the opportunities Quincy's able to have now that he's home and, um, the health he's able to achieve and, um, there are kids over there. I'd say if you have it on your heart, it's a, there's a reason. And people think, oh, you must not have been scared. Oh, no, we were scared out of our yeah. absolute ever-loving minds, you know. <laughs> but um, where there's a will, there's a way. And I am so thankful we kind of stepped out on those uncharted waters. And kind of that faith over fear, I tell you what, I've learned more about that oh. in the last two years, you know. Yeah. And did you use um, an adoption agency or just through a lawyer? Nope. So it's an adoption agency. So depending okay. on, so domestic adoption and international adoption, there's so, you know, as you guys, as a foster family, you know, there's just so many intricacies, but yeah. we use an international adoption agency that was okay. accredited for China. You kind of need to know uh, where uh, you want to adopt from when you start, uh, because yeah. different agencies are accredited in different countries and every country has different rules. Like you said, we didn't see Quincy before we uh, met him to take him home, but some countries like Russia used to be where you'd go two or three times before you adopted. So mm-hmm. every country is huh. slightly different. Yeah. Wow. So coming up on him being home for uh, almost a year now, do you have any fun plans this year with your family or this summer? Um, anything to kind of celebrate him or just, you know, to be a family and go somewhere fun or do something interesting? Yeah. So, uh, well, we leave in two weeks to go to Arizona. So I, uh, like I said, we live in central Iowa and we have, yeah, we have no family around here. My parents live in Arizona. So my sister from Seattle and her family and us and my parents will all be in uh, Arizona for spring break. So our kids are so excited. Quincy loves the water. He is a fish. So we'll spend our days under 
the Arizona sun, which you being okay. from the Midwest, you know what a, a treat that is. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. Where it's, is it? Great warm weather. Oh. Yeah, vitamin D, right? Oh, my yes. goodness. And then um, we normally celebrate our kids. We've always celebrated our biological kids' first birthday, kind of with one big birthday bash. They got, like, one birthday bash in me with both sides of the family, you know, Clark Griswold, the whole nine yards. <laughs> and instead of Quincy's first birthday, we're going to do his third birthday. And he's a Cinco de Mayo baby. Oh, I told you already, my kids love Mexican food. So we're doing a big Cinco de Mayo. Everybody that helped us with the adoption, we're inviting them over to our house and kind of having a big just celebration to say thank you, more of a thank you to them. Like, thank you for helping us bring Quincy home and uh, just celebrate our community because we could not have done it on our own. Yeah, that'll be so fun. Yeah, so the kids are excited. They're like, can we do a piñata? I thought, well, sure. Why not? Why not? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everyone, all kids love piñatas, that's for sure. That's right. Oh, that's funny. I, a couple years ago, our son's birthday, um, it got rained out because we were just going to do like water balloons and stuff outside, but it rained. And so we, I went to the store right before to get a piñata. But we were just inside, so we just had to, like, hook it on a broom and, like, <laughs> kind of, like, hold it out in the living room, like, Wah. Yeah, and hope you don't get nailed by the... Yeah. By the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So memories. So yes. fun. And so what are just some of your personal goals you have this year, like, moving into forward of 2020 and just some professional goals, too, with your website and everything and your business? Well, a personal goal, if I'm being honest, I stopped drinking soda before we brought Quincy home. And it's oh. adopting is kind of like bringing a newborn home. You know, it uh-huh. just rocks the world. So I started drinking soda again. So I'm trying <laughs> really hard <laughs> to stop drinking soda again. So that's one of my personal goals is to drink more water and yeah. get rid of the pop. I know it's horrible for you. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another... So some professional grow goals is uh, to just continue to grow Simple Purposeful Living, to be able to do what I'm doing today. So I'm so thankful I get to talk to you, sweet ladies. Um, just get the word yeah. out there. I, I think that this message of just simplifying your life, being leaving some room to breathe and have margin in your life is so important for us mamas, especially with little kids. Just we feel so overwhelmed, but there is a better way. And it doesn't have to be complicated. And so uh, I'm just looking for ways to grow and focus on the business and get more meal planners in people's hands to help them uh, simplify meal planning. And yeah. then long, in the long term, I have a couple goals. to. Um, I'd love to actually start a podcast. So I take all oh. the tips hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and to write a book. I would say those aren't maybe okay. necessarily 2020, but yeah, uh, I've always wanted to to do both of those things. So we'll see. Um, I have found that I got to do one thing at a time or I can't do anything well. So I kind of just have those off on my radar to say someday soon I'd like to do that. Yeah. And a book geared towards like simplifying or your story or what were you kind of thinking? Yeah, I, you know, I was always either simplifying or the adoption story. I think uh, when I was preparing to adopt while I was waiting for Scott to change 
or for God to change Scott's heart. I really loved reading other people's adoption stories. It really encouraged me. And so I just love to pay it forward and be able to, to write our story to hopefully encourage and inspire others, you know, just a few steps behind us in the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think your story would inspire many and people would love to hear that. So thank you. So. We'll be looking for that book in the future. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Now to write it. Woo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who, um, who are some people or who are you following right now on social media or there, is there like an author or a podcast that you love listening to or you love reading and enjoying? What, what are some things that you follow right now or who are some things you follow people okay. you follow? So I love Cassie Sugarplum. Uh, she is a fashion blogger. She's down to earth and so sweet, but and has great affordable recipe oh. style. So I love Cassie Sugarplum. Her blog yeah. is called High Sugarplum. Okay. So you can, and then for so I would say that for fashion, for home stuff, I love the Young House Love podcast. I think John and Sherry are so fun to listen to, uh, and they've I've been following them back. Gosh since they lived in their first house back in like early 2000s. So they're really fun to listen to. They have a podcast too that they do together that I love to listen to on the way to all my kids' activities. Okay. And you can find them at Young House Love. And then I also love the money-saving mom, Crystal Payne. She has a podcast too called The Crystal Payne Show. Um, but she's great at like just deals and being authentic. I'm really all about authentic. I just want somebody that tells it how it is, but you know, it's encouraging at the same time. So I'd say those three, I love to watch their stories and, um, be inspired by them. Of course I love, you know, the funny, uh, the rambling redhead and cotton stem too. I love those ladies as well. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Um, one of our listeners, Laura, she asked, and actually someone asked this the other week to another person we interviewed, just what, I mean, through your adoption and everything and just life, what are you just really grateful for right now? Oh, gosh. I'm, you know, I'm grateful for the simple things. Truly, like, they're not simple, but, like, our health. We, uh, mm-hmm. I have never had a child that's been medically fragile in the past. And um, I'm really thankful for medical staff in the United States. And the ability to get health care and help for our son. Uh, I'm, yeah. I, I just, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you do it. And I'm like, gosh, I'm just so thankful for our health and how far he's come. And, of course, my family. Uh, I mean, I'm very, very thankful for them. Absolutely. Oh, what else? A good night's sleep, if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the simple things, right? I mean, yes. when I write my gratitude journal in the morning, it's usually, you know, a family dance party, a good hot cup of coffee, a good night's sleep, and everybody's healthy and relatively happy. So, yeah. That's fun. What kind of music are you guys dancing to? Well, we to station or a song. So, Dan and Shay. Uh, 10,000 hours is our theme song. I tell you what, it's just, oh, it's like my theme song for Quincy right now. We listen to that song. And of course, I don't know that these, this is my music, but we listen to Frozen 2 a lot. (laughs) Into the Unknown, which I haven't, all the time. Yeah. I haven't (laughs) seen it yet. And I really want to, like, I need to go get it on the red box. It is good. My kids loved it. You know, I heard it was polarizing, but we liked it. It was, my mm-hmm. kids thought it was really cute. The music's good again. So, yeah. Oh, frozen. 
So how, as we just start to finish up, Erin, and we're just so grateful for you and your time and just sharing everything, how do you like to just unwind after a busy day? Do you have a routine or just something you really do to rejuvenate yourself? Sure. So I tell people I used to not wash my face before bed. So now when my kids get ready for bed, I get ready for bed too. And so while they're brushing their teeth, because my older ones for the most part can do that themselves. My husband does Quincy. I'll go in and I'll wash my face and brush my teeth and put my pajamas on. And I just, I like that because I just kind of gets me ready for bed too. And then my husband and I, once we get our kids into bed, we like to go down and watch a show together. So we love a lot of historical uh, fiction kind of, uh, we love The Crown and Victoria. We love the mother, uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's another one of our favorites. So we like to watch a show together and then just relax with a hot cup of tea or hot cup of water, which people think I'm crazy. But if I don't have a tea bag, I'll just drink a hot cup of water. It just kind of warms me up on the inside out and helps me just to to mellow out, get a little more water in my diet and get ready for bed. Thank you so much, Erin, for, you know, sharing with us your story and your journey through all of this. And we really appreciate it. Can you tell our listeners where they can follow you more? Yes. So you can find me at Simple Purposeful Living on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And then you can also find me at simplepurposefulliving.com where I share lots of simple and purposeful ideas from recipes to productivity hacks to seasonal activities. If it's simple, it's on the website. If it's complicated, it's not. That's my rule. So only simple things are found there. All right. (laughs) Perfect. Well, yes. Well, thank you. And we're just excited to, and I can't wait to look into that, um, the planners, but especially just the meal planner. And cause just when you were like, you could just flip back and look, it's just like, well, duh. Like it's just, you know, like that would make so much sense. So I can't wait to look into that and to just support you and, uh, find all things simple. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time, Melissa and Alexa. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. All right. Well, enjoy your weekend. (laughs) We will. It's supposed to be warm here-ish for the Midwest, so we'll take it. Yes. Yes. We'll take it. Same here. Same here. The sun was out. I was like, oh. Yes. In the Midwest, you get your sun. My kids asked to wear shorts, and it's 55 degrees. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. know. It's sad. (laughs) Well, thanks again, Erin. Thank you, ladies. Have a great day. You too.